0: All folks, with the download button on Survivalist Podcast. And as always, folks, you can catch all of our old shows at survivalistpodcast.org and soundcloud.com slash podcast, and everywhere where all fine podcasts are available. Also, too, folks, if you want to go ahead and support the show, uh, we have the link to our Amazon affiliate link. Uh, in the show notes and you click on that anything you buy it doesn't cost you a dollar uh just we get a little commission on it uh and that is again amazon affiliate link and that is in our show notes and we appreciate it like i said anything you buy uh we get the credit for it uh, and uh we get a couple of cents little commission uh helps keep the show up keep it going and again that's our amazon affiliate link um, and I really appreciate by the way too the people that reached out to me on our social network, rebelsocial.media. It's a Mastodon instance. Uh, it's a really cool place. We just hang out, we talk, we have a good time. And they reached out to me and they said, Listen, could we how could we support you on Amazon? And I was I was really you know, touched and moved to you guys, you know, but I never really thought about that. And so, somebody had said, why don't you start an affiliate uh, link, and then just so we can click on it, and you can get credit for it. So, uh, I really appreciate, you know, you guys thinking about that and stuff like that. So, I'm going to put that, like I said, in the in the show notes of the of the podcast, and this way if you guys do need anything, click on that, and uh, this way you can, this way we get the credit for it. and I really appreciate that. And like I said, if you join our social channel, we're really, a lot of fun in there, really have a good time. So, I want to thank uh, everybody as well who joined the social channel. And, uh, you know, join the conversation. It's a, Like I said, it's a really good time. So a couple people have also, too, uh, because I'll let me do the mailbag first today. A couple people reached out to me and asked me if I watched the new show on HBO, The Last of Us. Uh, pretty much it's a... Exactly what you exactly what the video game was. Those of you who don't know, uh, it's a guy who actually he's in. It's like a post-apocalyptic kind of thing, and he's uh, pretty much gets hired to take take a kid from one place to another. Uh, and like I said, it's it's all based on you know at, you know twenty or thirty years after you know the fall of society and all that kind of stuff. You know, typical uh, apocalyptic type show, but it's based on the video game. And uh, I have started watching it. Uh, so far, it's, with the, it's actually got a really all-star cast. It's with the, uh, the guy that plays the Mandalorian and stuff like that. So it's actually, is a, I watched it the other day, uh, tonight. I'm recording this on Sunday for tomorrow's episode. But uh, I watched the other episode tonight with my wife. And it, I, I really like shows like that. I like any of that kind of stuff. And like I said, I'm really, like I said, I, I'm getting into it. So far, they've they've left the uh, the city, and now they're in, like, the outer area, which is, you know, the dangerous zone and stuff like that. So we'll see what happens. Like I said, I, I just started, like I said, the first episode just aired. It's based on the video game, but everybody asked if I saw it because obviously it is post-apocalyptic, and, and you know, the guy's a, a survivalist and, and all that, and he's trying to do a bunch of stuff. So it actually is, like I said, a really good show, and... Like I said, I I watched the first episode. We'll see tonight. But yeah, that's a good show. It's called The Last of Us. It's on HBO Max. Uh, Like I said, it actually is really good, especially if you're a prepper and you want to watch it. It actually has been a lot of fun so far. Shows how they use the radios and and all that kind of stuff to communicate. And they they really have gone through, I guess they have a couple people that are preppers that are actually on the set that actually help them uh, make things look a little more authentic. So it's been, been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, also, too, I wanted to talk about for a little bit. Those of you that are in Pennsylvania, you'll be if you hear you'll be hearing this on Monday, maybe. Uh, obviously, supposed to have a little, supposed to have some snow coming up. So, what I think is interesting about this, and my friend and I were just talking about this, is that. You were, were, it's unbelievable that when you, you cannot, like, we have a pretty light this year so far with snow, but the jet stream, um, you know, depending on how the jet stream works, uh, depends on what kind of snow you get. And, uh, you know, if it comes down from Antarctica, it's, you know, pretty frigid. If it's a storm coming up from the south and it's cold up here, uh, you get snow. You know, it's, it's unbelievable that uh, watching the whole thing, it you know, it's amazing how long we've been trying to predict the weather, and it's unbelievable in the sense of, you know, we, we still kind of don't understand how the weather works. I mean, we we have a general idea of how it works and how we can kind of predict it a few days out. But we just, we have no way of predicting, okay, that, you know, this storm's going to happen at this spot, or this earthquake's going to happen at this spot. You know, we just have, we have no way of, of predicting these things yet. You would think with all the, the modern science and stuff we have, we would have a lot more understanding and a lot more, uh, maybe even control about how the weather works or operates, uh, but but we don't. And, uh, it's, it's you know, it's one thing they always say you, you can't control is, is the weather, so... Uh, like I said, it, it was watching that the other day, and I was like, "Well, that's really, you know, it, it's such an interesting thing to think about that it's just we don't how much we don't know about and what we you know how much we can't control with the weather. Meanwhile, uh, there are so many other things that we do have control over. It's pretty crazy. So Jeremy Renier, the guy that plays Hawkeye, we all know. Uh, right around I think New Year's Day, he had a a major accident. More's coming out about that now. That he uh, thing ran over him. He had like thirty broken bones. They had to redo his chest cavity and things like that. They had to put a tourniquet on his leg and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and he was outside moving snow, ironically enough. But the reason why I brought this up was because, you know, one of the things I've, I've told people all the time is, you know, in this case, it wasn't his fault the piece of equipment they're thinking possibly might have malfunctioned. And that's why he's uh, going to, I, think, I believe he's in the going to or the process of suing the company. I don't know if it was a snowmobile or, or a Kubota or something like that, but he's apparently, uh, they're really, he's really upset about it because, and he rightfully so, um, apparently he had it in park and he did have the brake on and it still was a, you know, major issue. So, and it rolled over him and all that. And there's a doctor that lives close by and he put a tourniquet on his leg and on his arm and, uh, this saying he's going to need a bunch more surgeries, his chest collapsed, stuff like that. But, uh, I'm very lucky to be live, but I, I want to point out that this is kind of one of those things again where where you, where you think th- you think about like when you know when you know when shit hits the fan, um, you know if somebody really got hurt like this and there wasn't any medical facilities, they would be dead. There's nothing you could have done to save them. So this is a prime example of, and it's not his fault, but uh, this is a prime example of, of uh, you know, somebody who, if the end of the world did happen or would happen, probably would not survive because we wouldn't have modern medicine like we like we do, you know. And also, too, you know, it's an example of somebody being on their property, just doing their work, and, you know, uh, just getting hurt because of a faulty piece of equipment. Uh, there was a an article, uh, not an article. I'm sorry, but a, a book I read years ago, a couple of years ago about uh, survival. And the one guy had actually said in the book, he actually you know dies because he actually uh, was using a chainsaw to cut wood to keep the heat in the house, which obviously the end of the world kind of scenario. And you know the chainsaw slips, and you know he gets his leg, and that was you know it was it was just you know, and then obviously infection and all that set in. They didn't have antibiotics and stuff of like that, so it, it was you know it's really the whole thing is just. When you when you really you know think about it, um, you know w- it, how much we we take for granted in this, in especially in, in the world right now, where uh, we have things and and doctors and medicines and equipment and stuff to save people that get this severely injured. And you know, if the end of the world should ever come, um, you know, just a simple, not, you know, not you, know, you can be prepped as much as you want. Piece of equipment malfunctions and does that kind of damage to you. Um, You know, yeah. Unfortunately, that's the end, and it's really is sad. But uh, thank God he's okay. Thank God we have all modern medicine and stuff like that uh, to be able to help him out. And he's saying he's going to be doing looking at a bunch more surgeries. They say it could be up to two years uh, before he actually uh, recovers fully and is able to. Uh, come, you know, going uh, back to acting. So we hope Hawkeye the best. Uh, and like I said, we, you know, I'm looking forward to. This, hopefully, he comes back and does another movie. Uh, hopefully, he's well enough to come back to acting, or well enough at least to come back and uh, do an action movie. I'm not sure if, you know, hopefully he'll be able to. He's a, an action star, but um, like I said, you don't know what damage has been done. He's been kind of quiet about it, and rightfully so. It's his, you know, he, he can do whatever he wants. It's his personal. But we wish him the best, and like I said, we look forward to. Hopefully him coming back to uh, you know do more action movies in the future. So some other stuff I, I, I have written down here on, on my list to talk about. Uh, Microsoft, Google, and now they're saying the Washington Post possibly. Uh, Microsoft laid off 10,000 people. Google laid off 12,000 people. These numbers are just unbelievable. Uh, they're saying the Washington Post possibly could be laying off thousands of people uh you, you know people that's saying you know that the recession is there's the recession's here not here or it's not going to be as bad or it's not going to well either way um you know you're looking at what 22,000 people just lost their job so I think this is still some fallout from COVID these companies had amazing growth uh during the pandemic and I think maybe this is part of it but it's part of the scale backs out the pandemic is what well, kind of settled in and kind of over but the or an endemic is that they're calling it but like i said this is a prime example if you see the economy still seeing the effect of covid and and the fallout from it and and all that so like i said there's still you know some stuff going on uh, and this the economy is still recovering from covid and uh, unfortunately the economy is also going into a recession now too and it's going to make it uh, even tougher for those people to find jobs luckily enough there are a lot of programmer jobs out there i see tons of them so hopefully those people will find work, maybe not with the same benefits and the same money they were making, but uh, at least hopefully they can find jobs. And that's tough to take a job where you're making less money. Uh, that really affects you financially, but at least they'll have something, we'll see what happens. I wish all those people the best uh, as far as finding jobs go. So I want to do a little piece of history that was actually on the internet the other day, and I, I didn't really think about it. Uh, Monica Lewinsky, the scandal, 25 years ago it broke. Uh, I believe it was Thursday. So I thought that was, I uh, just wanted to bring that up. Those of you that are my age in your 30s and, or even in your late 30s and early 40s will remember that, uh, that pretty much, and people that are older uh, will remember that pretty much dominated the news for, you know, y- I mean, went on for years and the whole Lewinsky scandal and all that. And we remember, and I feel, kind of feel to a certain degree, feel bad for her because uh, she was really never able uh, to move on after that she she tried a lot of different things she did a bunch of different things and I mean things she does have a good career and all that kind of stuff and she has had a, she has I think she has a family now and stuff of like that but uh, she really hadn't really couldn't do anything after that as far as she wasn't really allowed to to move on and stuff like that it was really just it was so bad the way they slandered I mean whatever she did she did regardless of it but you know that was an example of uh, they just once that broke they just I mean she has never been able to everybody always wants to know about the Lewinsky scandal. I know she was on a couple of shows not too long ago and they have to they pre-screen the questions because nobody's allowed to ask anything about that uh, she you know she's really had it, had it rough over that regardless of what she did um, you know they, 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 sometimes when you're involved with something that high profile uh, unfortunately you just you can't get away from it but that was in the that was a little bit of Pete news and I was like I forgot all about that I'm like man 25 years ago I can't believe it's been 25 years but like I said that was in that was on the website the other day as part of a history thing so the uh, one of the governor they had a governor's meeting, I guess a couple, a couple of last this past week, and I guess they're saying one of the go- the governors are are asking anybody that can to help with the homeless issue. They say there's more homeless now than ever before because of the rising housing prices and the high interest rates and the rising cost of rents, and that really is. You know, the federal government just announced they're going to have to do another, uh, bump the interest rate again because of everything going on now at the debt ceiling. And you know, this is a, a tough thing. You know, <laughs> you know, they're saying the homeless problem is getting worse and worse because of all the, oh, the rising costs. It even cheap areas where it used to be cheap to live is not cheap to live anymore. So those are that's something that I, I think we're going to see more and more of. I mean, it's always been you know a war on homelessness in this country that's been going on for years and years now but the well, decades probably but I think it's interesting now to talk but they're talking about how the rising costs of interest rates is causing a problem yet the federal government just had to up the interest rate again because of all this stuff uh, going on with the debt ceiling so I thought that was uh, an interesting article to bring up just shows you that uh, the way our system is and sometimes is broken in the sense of you have governors complaining about that but yet the federal government has to go the the federal reserve has to go up because of what's going on with the federal government it's really kind of like i said a, a broken system sometimes where you know this one group wants to help one another group doesn't or they have to do this which is a trickle down effect this Uh it really is just really ridiculous sometimes and i just find it quite uh quite annoying so, U.S., um, the, speaking of things that are being banned or things that are changing, apparently the U.S. Customs Office uh, has said that they are cracking down on people smuggling f- eggs into the country. And I was reading this, and I'm like, wait, what? Apparently people uh, from, like, California, Texas, people on the southern border have been going, apparently, into Mexico buying eggs and coming back with them. Apparently... Obviously, with the rising cost of eggs and and well food in general, people go across the border to Mexico to buy food and come back to try to save some money. Apparently now they're going to be the you're gonna be cracking down on that at the border uh, as I say, it hurts American farmers, it hurts American economy and all that which it does, but I mean some people, if they're desp- you know hey if you're desperate for food or desperate to save money, you do what you gotta do now, I do know some people are. Definitely, without a doubt, doing this in a way to profit. They'll go across, you know, across the border, buy a bunch of eggs, come back and sell them at, you know, you know, profit. You know, instead of for five, sell them for four, and undercut all the grocery stores, which. I mean, that happens with anything. It happened during COVID with baby formula, uh, Anytime uh, diapers, anytime something goes up tremendously and it gets really expensive, people find a way to either undercut people or gouge people or something like that. But in this case, uh, people are actually, like I said, going, getting them, coming back, selling them at the going rate and making a profit and hurting the local farmers, which I don't necessarily agree with that, but... Uh, that's something like I said, so that, I'm curious, I was curious to see that, that they're, I mean, of all things food, they are people, I mean, they're, they're cutting, they're, they're trying to crack down on food at the border. And I'm like, you know, I understand it. We don't want to hurt American economy, but if people are desperate for, for food and they're going over the, you know, over into Mexico to, to get it, I mean, that, that's pretty crazy. And especially with the cost of fuel and some like of that, I mean, what the people must be I mean, they must be at least making money somehow or somehow profiting or somehow did the math with this. Hopefully they did. And uh, because you think of the cost of fuel to go into Mexico and come back, you know, it's like I said, it's, it's not a cheap thing to do. So I'd imagine that people are bringing back tons of it and, you know, they're storing it or whatever, but apparently they're cracking down on that now. And that kind of, especially people that are using it, for, I think if they're not selling it, if they're just using it for themselves, they've got a big family and they're trying to save money and they live close to the border. Um, you know, I understand they're hurting the economy, but if they're trying to save, you know, they're trying to, you know, we talked last week about money saving tips. Uh, if they're doing that to save money and to just to feed their families. Um, I don't really have a problem with that. You do what you got to do. Desperate times call for desperate measures. But like I said, I uh, I read that and I'm like, wow, nothing like trying to hurt, you know, I mean, yes, I like get you're trying to help the economy and you're trying to prevent people from bringing stuff in from other countries that could hurt the grocery stores of that. But it's also a way of hurting people that may actually be doing that because they need the food and they can't afford it. So I thought that was something that it, it's upsetting, but it's, it's also... It, it, it's upsetting it's depressing it's a lot of things because it, it's it's us trying you know it, it, what they're trying to do they're trying to crack down and but because they are going to crack down the, the people that are doing it to actually try to save money and trying to feed their families are going to be the ones that suffer from it so um you know it's a tough it's a tough thing so i want the other thing i want to talk about is the uh, this whole thing with this teacher in virginia uh, apparently, a teacher was shot uh, about a, two weeks ago with a kid who brought a gun into school. I uh, shot the the teacher. Luckily, is home recovering. She got hit in the chest and the hand, but lucky enough, she's okay. Thank God. Uh, the school remains closed. Or the you know the police are treating it like a crime scene, which they should. But this is what I wanted to bring up. Uh, they had said that this, this child was, was a special needs kid. Uh, so And the parents used to come to school with him to help him because he had some special needs. They didn't come the day he got the gun. They were saying the gun was locked up. But, uh, but it wasn't. And, you know, he... You know, he got the gun and then he did what he did to his teacher. It's not really known yet why he shot the teacher. I don't think we're going to know. Uh, from what I read with this, the kid did generally have uh, issues with uh, behavioral things. And again, he had he, he special needs, so you don't really know. He might have some kind of mental, I think he had some kind of mental illness, something like that. But um, this is, again, a prime example of somebody doing a school shooting who didn't actually, get a, who didn't actually go buy the gun but got somebody else's. But what I think is, is interesting here is that they are, one, the gun was locked up and the kid knew how to get in to get it, which is, uh, in in a way, scary. That means the parents weren't very good with the security or the kid figured it out, whatever. I mean, it, who knows with that. But an uh, example of, one, not locking the gun up properly, not making, sh- you know, making sure your kid, who is six years old, doesn't know the combo or doesn't know how to get in or doesn't know where the key is. Again, it's an example of, not, of them not securing the weapon properly. Uh, but the other thing here is I want to point out that uh, a lot in states, I know, Virginia, I know, which is where this happened, but I think there's a bunch of understate, uh, other states where uh, this is actually is going to be considered a misdemeanor, uh, you know, on the parents' part because, you know, they they left the gun not unattended, but unsecured properly, and that's what this is. This isn't securing a weapon properly, and you know, since the kid's underage, underage, I think it's fourteen. I think in Virginia, but it's twelve or something in other states. Uh, the parents could be law could be looking at uh, on, on, you know on prosecution uh, to them for. The way they handle this firearm, so that that's really important to know. You know, it, when you when you do your firearms and and you know, all that, you know, obviously we never want anybody to get shot that shouldn't, but um, or in general, you know, but um, you know, this is a, a prime example of, you know, because the kid did something and because you didn't, ha- even though you didn't fire the firearm, the fact that you didn't secure it properly, it's on you. Because, you know, and, and these, these parents could face time in prison. They could face huge fines and all that. Um, so, again, I urge you, if you are a gun owner, make sure your guns are secured, secured properly, and make sure your kids can't get to them. Because that, that's what this is. This is them not securing that firearm properly, and it's going to fall back on them, uh, which rightfully so. It, it, it should. The kid's underage. But either way, this is... A uh, prime example of some, you know, they're saying the gun was locked up and somehow the kid got into it. Well, then it wasn't locked up right. So uh, very important, uh, you know, how you secure your guns, how you handle your guns. You know, just because the gun's not on you and it's locked up, um, you know, doesn't necessarily, you know, you have to make sure. The, if the guns, like people say, oh, I practice gun safety. Well, gun safety starts with the way you lock up your weapon to make sure nobody else gets to it. So very, very uh, important there. A couple of people wanted wanted me to talk about the a couple of people here on the on our socials channel. We're, we're talking all week about the or most of the or I have Thursday, Friday, whatever, about the whole situation going on with the debt ceiling. Um I really don't want to get too much into it if I'm being honest with you. Uh, exactly what I said was gonna happen. Uh, the government, you know, the, they were the Republicans are going to hold back a little bit because uh, they want some of the spending that the Democrats approved the last two years to be brought down, and then they're going to they won't raise the ceiling unless they do that. And the Republican, you know, it, it, I knew exactly what this was going to happen. I, I, I almost say I hate to say I almost called it, but I, I knew this was going to happen. And you know, this is the same thing happened in 2011, and you know, eventually it'll get resolved, but it's going to take. I think, a while. So we'll see what happens. But yes, I don't want to get too much into it because I kind of knew this was going to happen. I explained it on last show that that's what was going to happen and I pretty much called it. So I'm kind of proud of myself that I called it, you know, and then knew this was kind of what was going to happen. So like I said, I really don't want to get too much into it because, uh, you know, it's really just... It's going to be just a—I a, hate to say it—but a pissing contest the next couple of next couple, at least this week and maybe next week with this stuff. So we'll see what happens. So um, some some news came out about the the January six Capitol riots. Apparently, they arrested three Marines. Uh, one was actually an intelligence officer. They're thinking he might have given Trump information. They don't know. Again, I'm not going to get too. Not going to really. You know, they don't know enough yet. It just happened, but apparently they had said he had this is what i was wanted why i brought this up apparently he had been talking to people on instagram and he had posted photos and messaged people on facebook and stuff like that Um, one thing i always i do want to point out to everybody and not that i'm condoning them for what they did because i'm not because it was wrong but one thing i do want to point out to all of you is that what you if if you are going to communicate with people with anything that's private or needs to be private, and that goes for and then not just talking about something like this, but I'm talking about uh, your financial information, anything like that. Um, you know, ne- never do it over anything like Facebook, Instagram, uh, stuff like that. There's, there's an app called Signal, uh, which is very good that keeps your data that you're sending back and forth secure. Uh, iMessage is very very secure. Uh, WhatsApp is kind of secure. <laughs> facebook does own it so eh. but um you know any of these secure messaging systems is what you should be using um you know they do telegram now has a secure messaging button if you want if you use telegram stuff like that so uh never send any information over facebook google chat google chat is not secure uh even gmail to a certain degree they read the email header stuff of that i'm gonna have a whole show on this like i said i do uh you know i do security work for a living but um like I said, very, very, very important. Uh, if you're going to be sending anything that you don't want people to read, uh, besides you and the person that's receiving it, uh, you definitely don't want to use any Facebook products, any Google products, uh, you Skype, none of that stuff secure. Uh, any like, Teams, Slack, Discord, none of that stuff is secure. Uh, there's only a few secure ways to do it, and uh, maybe we'll get into that on another show sometime. But uh, I do want to point that out. Very, very important. And Like I said, that that's the stuff you you don't want to use any Facebook properties, any Google properties, uh, anything like that uh, for secure messaging, and that's kind of how he got caught. Uh, Sometimes just a lack of knowledge is all the FBI needs. And what's concerning, and what's concerning to me, is the one guy that actually did get caught. And the one that caused all the problems, he was the he was in intelligence, and he would have thought he would have known that not to use a Facebook property. So you know his mistake obviously helped them find him. And you know I mean he did what he did. If he's giving leaking classified information, so he's not supposed to, whatever. But um, you know he said that he, he he him and the three guys went because they were trying to start the second civil war. So like I said, whatever happened happened regardless. But uh, they caught them. Very upsetting to see people in our military that uh, you know they're they're there to protect. Uh, our country, and they're actually doing stuff like that, and uh, you know, it. I, I get it. Some people are for the riot, some people are against the riot, whatever. But uh, either way, if you know, it's not something to brag about. Him. Mean, it's over what? Over I think it's, it's over two years ago now. I think yeah, it's gonna be two years, and he's uh, you know, they're still ranting about and talking about. Him, and that's how he got caught. So uh, you know, like I said, you think you would have known about secure messaging, but apparently he does not. So. Something else I wanted to point out. Apparently, there's a Russian spy ship that's been patrolling the coast of Hawaii, and apparently, the there's been uh, a ship, one of our ships, uh, over. And this is apparently it's not uncommon to see spy ships and stuff like that out in the ocean. That's not that uncommon, they say. But uh, what I thought was interesting is that, the, you know, there's there's a... It's not really a spy ship if somebody knows you're there. And apparently we have uh, U.S. ships kind of shadowing it to kind of see what happens. So, uh, like I said, they say, they're saying it's not much to worry about. They see it all the time. But apparently, you know, with everything going on between us, Russia, Ukraine, Europe, and some of that, uh, the Coast Guard has been monitoring it. And uh, keeping an eye on it But we will wait And uh, Like I said, I don't think anything's going to come of it But, uh, you know, it's not really a spy ship If people know you're there and they're shadowing it So I I thought that was uh, a little bit bit weird A little interesting Speaking of classified stuff And and, spy ships, stuff like that uh, There was another article that was uh, released uh, Here on AP Which I thought was was interesting They've been doing uh, Eight months, they did a probe into... Uh, how people knew about the Road versus Wade thing being overturned beforehand and people heard about it and were able to, you know, have protests and all today that it was actually being overturned. Uh, Apparently they had said that they've interviewed 128 people and they don't, they can't figure out exactly how the information got leaked from the Supreme Court, which is rather concerning by the way, uh, to begin with, that they don't understand, they don't know how somebody from how the stuff got leaked Uh, Again, more issues with classified information, the way classified information is handled, whether it's Trump, Biden, now this. It's just that they really need to look at a better way of how to handle sensitive classified information, regardless if you like Roe versus Wade or not. That's not the point. The point is that was supposed to not be leaked outside of the Supreme Court and somehow it did. So they're saying they don't know how it happened, they don't know why it happened. Um, But they just know they're saying that what this report says, apparently that uh, too many people that work at the Supreme Court have loose lips. That's concerning. And they're saying now that apparently too many people that work there had access to the to the information. Uh, They have to look at the Supreme Court's going to to look at how they handle documents, who has access to them and who's speaking about them. Uh, and all that. So apparently, you know, this I don't think this I don't think was actually a classified data leak. I think this was well, it was a it was data that nobody was supposed to know about. But um, this is a prime example: of just people talking too much and people, you know. It just loose, you know the old saying, "Loose lips sink ships." That's kind of all this was. So, like I said, that was uh, concerning too that they don't know how it got out. But again, if if you're supposed to make a decision, you're talking to everybody. Those those people talk to people, and things just escalate quickly. So, Um, but like I said, I thought that was uh, concerning that they don't know how it did, and then they're saying, "Well, they think it was the loose. They think it was too many people said too many things to too many people." Well. If things are supposed to be classified and people are supposed to be talking about things, why are they talking about them? So that's a problem, uh, very much a problem. And they don't know which person did it. Uh, I can tell you it's probably one of the Supreme Court justices talked to one of their people and their people went out and talked to somebody else. Or somebody told somebody and told them, go leak it to the press, who was against it or for it, uh, it, it be as it may. Like I said, they don't know how it's done. Again, more concerning about how classified information and private data is handled with our government. One thing I do think it's funny is it says right here at the bottom, last the last sentence in the bottom of this article says mm-hmm. that uh, the Supreme Court has ruled that their security policies are outdated and need to be updated. <laughs> you think? So that was uh, I thought that was uh, in- interesting and uh, kind of concerning in the same breath. And talking about uh, sensi- <laughs> your security and sensitive data, Another article I found the other day on the, in, in the internet when I was searching for some stuff and just looking around at what the news was about. Apparently, and this is this is concerning, apparently a guy got caught uh, doing searches. Apparently he killed his wife, and then he was searching on the internet how to dispose of the body, how to cover the smell of the body, how to this, this, that. And apparently... He when he, he got caught, and they searched his computer, and they found all these searches. Well, the other thing i like to point out, too, is that Google searches are not... When you log into your Gmail account, you're automatically logged into Google. And when you search something on Google, all those searches stay... If you wipe them off your computer, that's great, but Google still has them. Uh, and Google says they have a way you can log in and erase all your past searches. I don't necessarily believe that, if I'm being honest with you. Um, maybe they gave you the illusion of doing it, but it's not... You're not really. A dele- I don't believe they're deleting the searches. Uh, Google, quote years ago, saying, "Oh, you turn off your location services, we can't track you." And then turns out, even if you do turn off your location services, they still track you. Uh, incognito mode, obviously, is not really incognito mode. People say, "Oh, just go incognito." It doesn't because Google still still uh, still gathers the IP address and still gathers the searches. So that's not really incognito mode. Really isn't incognito. Uh, so I want to point all that out. when you're searching stuff online. Um, nothing is, is secure, but apparently they found this stuff in this guy's computers. Now there are, the reason why I bring this up is while he did horrible things and, and believe me, he deserves whatever he gets. Um, it is important to realize too, that the, the, especially the, the local law enforcement will reach out to Google from time to time and say, Hey, we got a guy that we know was on the computer, you know, these days, can you, can you get our searches? And Google does comply with law enforcement. They will, if, if law enforcement reaches out to them, they will go ahead and, and say, okay, you need, you know, as long as there's a warrant involved, they will go ahead and say, hey, here you go. Here's all the searches. Here's all the, I mean, they, they are known for that. And not to mention too, uh, not even just, just them, but also to your IS, your internet service provider, whoever you have, Adams, you know, um, Blue Ridge, you know, uh, any of them really. Any, any service provider, they, they collect logs on what you're searching too. So, if you want to keep your stuff secure and you don't want people to see what you're searching, you need to use, like, a VPN. I need to make sure the VPN is not collecting logs. It's a whole big thing with this. But uh, it's very important to understand that if you are using Chrome and if you are logged into Google, they are recording the searches. Um, And they will record even on Firefox. If you are logged into Gmail and you are searching for something, they will record every search. So, it doesn't matter. If you are logged into Google, logged into Gmail, uh, they are recording Uh, your searches. So it is important. Again, person did what they did. They deserve what they get. But uh, I want everybody here to realize that just because something, you know, just because you think you're incognito does not mean you're really incognito. Just because, you know, Google gives the illusion of privacy and security, but they don't. Uh, Very important with that. Uh, I wanted everybody to know that. Uh, You know, Android, they allow sideloading. Some of that Android has gotten hacked many a times. Um, Like I said, nothing is, I mean, iPhone is more secure, but it still has its problems. But especially Google. Google has very, not been very nice with the way they handle personal data. Uh, Also, too. I pointed out somebody the the Ring doorbell. They have been known to cooperate with law enforcement, which is fine. But um, if you have a Ring doorbell, do realize that uh, you know something. You know, <laughs> you know, you walk. You know, if somebody. You know, down the road, somebody could pull. You know, if, if Ring ever gets hacked, there could be video of when you come and go to your house. Uh, I know it's not. You know, I know it's a, it can be scary at times. But um, I mean, I don't really have a problem with Ring really cooperating with law enforcement, but I've always concerned that if ring got hacked, um it would be an issue. Also to the Amazon Echoes, which is also owned by Amazon. Um the ring's owned by Amazon, but Amazon Echo, there have been reports of police needing information from the Echo and they've actually given them Echo. So just because the thing's not working, still listening, there's no reports of that. So it can be it can be scary tonight so to think about if we don't have this uh, especially Certainly, it is a little bit of um, you know, privacy in the sense of you're losing privacy, um, and and it's more that Big Brother stuff, which I am very much against. So, very important to understand that and the concerns that you have to face with with stuff like that. So, I reached out to the my social group, like I said, Rebel Social Media, and a lot of plugs today for that. Um, I guess a lot of people really liked the last podcast a couple days ago with the uh, money-saving tips. So they reached out to me with some other ones, and I just wanted to share that with you guys. Uh, somebody had said, search for free activities. I thought that was a good idea rather than constantly going out and spending money. Um, you can find free activities to do, uh, like fairs sometimes can be free or you know certain activities are free. Uh, free movie night, stuff like that. They do have a lot of that stuff, uh, more in the, not everywhere, but, uh, especially in like more rural areas. So, uh, the other thing somebody said was review reoccurring charges. If you see the same charges on your credit card, review them. They might be old things that you don't have that are still getting charged. So I actually had this happen myself. I canceled the insurance on my wife's old phone, and for some reason I was still being charged twice. Um, and I called several times to cancel it, and it kept still kept getting charged. I finally, but that I thought that was interesting. I reoccurring charges. When I've actually had that happen as well, uh, and that's a good one too. Uh, also, uh, there's there are apps out there that. Uh, they're not sponsored the show, but uh, I think it's I forget which one what the name of it is, but you can actually go ahead and uh, it'll you can sign into all your accounts and it'll see if you get terring charges stuff of like that. So I thought that was really good. Uh, the only thing too was the, the – somebody brought up the wait before you buy thing, and I, and I want to bring this up because um, they're saying impulse purchases, you know, walk out of the store, close the browser, wait 30 days, and if you still want it, buy it. But the my only issue with that is if it's a sale item, it may not be necessarily on sale. So – that's a tough one because I like that idea. I really, really do actually. But the problem is, is if you're in a situation where it's on sale and you want to buy it because let's you wait 30 days, you're gonna pay probably maybe whole price, or you're gonna have to wait till it goes back on sale again if it does. So uh, very important with that. I think that's pretty cool, pretty cool rule. It's called the 30-day savings rule, but again. Uh, only really works if you know if, if it if you're not going to pay whole full price. But again, you you're, you're going to have to look at every situation differently. But I thought that was an impulse. Wait thirty days if you still need it, you can buy it. I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, somebody had said cut down your grocery budget. I'm not really sure how you could do that, um, especially if you're trying to eat healthier. Eating healthier is sometimes more expensive than eating crap. I know that sounds terrible, but that really is the truth. Um, so that's uh that's tough. Uh, somebody had said, too, and I didn't ever thought about this because I guess because I've got health insurance, but somebody had said if you have to pay for your prescriptions out of pocket or if you have to pay a large copay, buy it, get the generic of the medication rather than the name brand. I thought that was a really cool idea. I never really thought about that, unfortunately, because I have, you know, I never was faced with it. But that I thought that was a really good idea uh, to buy it, get generics of your prescriptions if you have to pay out of pocket. So instead of paying maybe 20 or 30, you might pay 10. So I thought that was a really cool idea. Um, money saving tip. Uh, somebody said quit smoking. I, I mean, I don't condone anybody smoking or using tobacco products, but um, if you can, boy, you'll save a bunch of money there. But I don't know if that's necessarily. Some people have their vices and they're not, you know, parting with them. So that's fine. But uh, that was I saw that. Uh, let me see if there's any other good ones. There was a few of them. Uh, somebody said reduced your energy costs. We kind of went over that last time. Uh, pack your lunch. I've, I've advocated for that many, many times, but pack your lunch, bring your lunch. It will save you money that way. I thought that was, uh, you know, a really good thing. Uh, some of some, some of these are really hard to do. Uh, you know, some of them like skip your coffee shop in the morning. That kind of goes along with, you know, with your lunch. Um, you know, some, some of them, some of them, you really, you know, as uh, some people, I mean, I mean, maybe they work for some people, but, uh, generically, sometimes it can be tough. Some of these things, like somebody says automatically have money taken out of your account. We kind of went over that to put away into savings, uh, just start saving some way. I mean, we kind of went over that. A lot of this stuff we went over. I got a lot of responses to this post and I really appreciate that from you guys. Somebody had said here, buy generic. And I think that's actually a really good point. Um, I know we're talking about generic medicines, but uh, somebody here had said buy generics, and I, I, I this is also a little further down. But somebody had said like instead of buying like they, they they name brand like Cocoa Puffs or something like that, buy something generic like um, generic cereal instead of buying Pop Tarts by you know the, the un- unnamed brand pop. If you if you can, some of that stuff is kind of crappy and doesn't taste good, but um, if you can do it, uh, that'd be great. Somebody said buy from local farmers. Uh, depending on the year you're in, some people can't do that. But uh, I know like around here, there's a lot of local farmers. You can buy local milk. You can buy local eggs that are a little bit cheaper than the store prices. Um, depending on your situation, some people cannot have unpasteurized stuff. If you can, that's a way of saving money, and you also help uh, support your local farmer. Uh, somebody said do DIY projects. Uh, if, you, if you can... If you're able to, um, you know, fix your own car, or if you're able to, you know, fix stuff around the house, you don't have to get somebody in to do that is a big cost savings. Uh, I'm all for that, especially if you're on a homestead. So, like I said, it, that's that's a tough that that can be. A, if, if you're able to, and you're not going to break it worse and make a bigger bill, um, that's all that's great. But uh, if you're going, if you don't know what you're doing, uh, and you're going to Uh, break stuff and cause more that could be uh, even more of an issue so if you know what you're doing you know try to do it uh some other things to it and i I actually ran into this myself Uh, somebody said check your insurance rates i i thought you know we had this issue as well my wife and i we had had same car insurance company forever and they were doing our house on our car and and i went to uh, another company and I talked to them, and they had said, "Okay, you know." And then they had. I went to an agent, and then he had uh, he had uh, shopped around, and he got us about one hundred and eighty dollars a month uh, less um, on our insurance, uh, obviously. And then we um, and then went back in the homeowners and, and the car, and, and we ended up saving, like I said, about one hundred and eighty dollars a month. It wasn't well. I mean, it was significant savings for for us anyway. Times that by twelve, it's a lot of money. But, uh, you know, that's something, too, to shop around for insurance rates. Uh, I, I've, I've been a big advocate for that. There's so many insurance companies out there, and they all want your business. Uh, you know, so let your, let, you know, get an insurance agent. Let them kind of shop it around. Um, I think that's really, really important. Somebody said cut take, cut cable. You can cut TV cable, but if you want, you know, regular internet, you're not going to probably be able to do that, but you can cut cable. Uh, I'm all for that. Uh, let's see if there's any more good ones here. Uh, like I said, I think that yeah, I think that was pretty much the last of them, but a couple of more good cost savings tips. And like I said, you know, if, if you are really, you know, I know a lot of people really liked that section um, of the podcast last week. So I'm going to see if I can keep doing it. I'm going to try to, uh, if I keep getting people sending stuff in or if I find anything else, um, I will go ahead and do that because I think it is really important uh, for us to kind of cut back where we can. And uh, you know, be you know, really be able to to try to do stuff. Uh, somebody, somebody had pointed out too. Uh, here's a good one. I just saw this one. Uh, also, to somebody that said, uh, cut your own lawn, do your own lawn care, do your own uh, repairs. Well, yeah, do your own repairs. we over that, but yeah, do your own lawn care. Um, th- my only issue with that is, and and I I do my own. I, I do most of my own lawn care as well. But uh, if you're on a if you're a, a small house. Um, you know, by the time you, you know, if if you get somebody locally that does your lawn for 20 bucks a week, um... You know, by the time you buy the machine and all that kind of stuff, you may be a few hundred dollars into it. It's going to take you time to see the cost savings. So, if you have somebody that's cutting your lawn for twenty thirty dollars a week, which does happen, especially uh, around here where kids are trying to make a little extra money after school, uh, sometimes it's not always necessarily worth it to cut your own grass. But um, you know, if you already have the machine and you're not using it, then yes. Uh, move your own snow. Yeah. I mean, well, be very careful when you do that, but yes, you, we, we have a snowblower. We do our own, all our own snow removal, stuff like that. Uh, that's pretty commonplace around here, but yeah. So uh, a couple, like I said, I'm going to try to keep doing with the money saving tips. A lot of people really like that. If I get in some more good ones, uh, I put them aside for the podcast, but uh, I thought that was rather interesting. And I want to, like I said, I'm going to kind of wrap it up now, but uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. And we will see you on the next episode Thank you very much